Hello and welcome to Dear Franny, the podcast of uncommon conversations about love. I'm your host, Francesca Hoagie. Today's episode is for you single folks out there. This is a singles only episode. If you're not single, you can still listen. But I am talking, (laughs) I am talking about people who are single and don't want to be single. So if you are looking for love, you want, whether you're actively looking or whether you are wishing and praying and hoping and dreaming of it, this episode is for you. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. It is Francesca. Thank you so much for listening and welcome back. I feel like it's been such a long time since I recorded an episode of the podcast and it actually has been a few weeks and um, last week was the only week that I didn't post a new episode, Um, but the episodes that I had posted the previous couple of weeks I had pre-recorded. So it's been a while since I've been on the mic, so it's good to be back and I did not mean to miss a week of, of podcasting, but I just bit off a little bit more than I could chew. I was traveling, I was in Australia uh, for 10 days and then I was in Japan for five days and I just got back a few days ago, um, actually on Thanksgiving. So I have just been on the road and even though I brought my microphone with me and I fully intended to record a podcast episode while I was traveling, it didn't happen. Um, So I'm sorry about that, but then also, I'm not sorry because I had a really amazing trip (laughs) Um, and uh, it was a very special trip and I was doing work while I was traveling as I always do when I'm traveling, but I was trying to keep the work that I was doing to a minimum and just really be present. I was in Australia with my boyfriend, which is where he's from, and celebrating his dad's 80th birthday with him and his family and all of his friends and it was an amazing trip. I even got to go to a U2 concert while I was there, which was very exciting. Shout out to Ingrid for getting me U2 tickets and being my date. And um, and then we went to Japan on our way home because I have always wanted to go to Japan. And um, we finally, I finally made that happen. And my boyfriend and I went. And even though it was cold and rainy, I still loved it. And that's how you know a place is really awesome because cold rain is my least favorite weather condition. And if I have a good time and enjoy a place while it's cold and rainy, I would just lose my mind if the sun was shining. So (laughs) anyway, that's a little recap about what's been going on with me. I hope that all is well with you. Uh, Obviously, it was Thanksgiving a few days ago for those of us here in the US, and I hope that you had a great holiday. It is a problematic holiday, but it is still a holiday where you get to come together with people that you love and hopefully in gratitude and celebration. So um, I am not mad about that. Okay, so what I really wanna talk about today, that was a pretty long preamble, is what is really going on when you are single and you're dating and you're doing all the things that you quote unquote should be doing and it's just not connecting. You're just not meeting the right person. You may not be meeting any people at all. Um, something Something is happening and you don't know what it is. And I've been hearing a lot of frustration from a lot of people, um, recently about dating and dating apps in particular and feeling 
incredibly frustrated online and feeling incredibly discouraged. And, and I want to talk about that. And just so you know, if you are doing online dating and you're feeling frustrated and you're feeling discouraged, most people are. So don't take it personally. Um, I think that we are at a crisis point with online dating, which isn't to say that it doesn't still work, which isn't to say that there aren't still great people using dating apps and looking for love because there are, but your commitment to showing up in a way and treating those apps in a way that are conducive to making those connections is really important. And frankly, most people don't have that commitment, even people who are looking for something serious. So we need a lot of education around how to really show up authentically um, and intentionally on dating apps. And hopefully, you know, more and more people will start to do that and it'll make dating online easier for everyone else. But that's not what I really want to talk about. I don't want to talk about online dating. I want to talk about how to make online dating irrelevant. I want to talk about what's really going on when you are feeling frustrated and discouraged and pessimistic about finding love. I want to talk about what you can do to make all of the challenges of online dating or dating in you know, our distracted culture or dating at the age that you are or the race that you are or the sexual orientation that you are, whatever it is, whatever, whatever um, you know, challenges or obstacles, real or perceived, that you have between you and love, I want you to make all of those things irrelevant. And I know that you can make all of those things irrelevant. And frankly, if you are going through all the steps of going on a ton of dates and being on every app and, you know, maybe hiring a matchmaker, maybe hiring a coach, or maybe going to singles events and asking everyone you know for setups, if you are going through all of those motions and you are going through those motions without examining what we're going to talk about today, or what I'm going to talk about today, then I believe that you are wasting your time. If you are going on a million dates and doing all the quote unquote right things, but you have not dealt with what I'm going to talk about today, you are wasting your time. And the chances that you're going to meet someone for the kind of relationship that you want to have are very, very low. So what am I talking about? So the number one thing I want to talk to you about today is belief and the power of belief. And I'm going to break this down because there are a number of aspects that that capture a number of different individual situations under this umbrella of belief. Now, belief is something that it is so important. We are so hardwired to really make whatever it is that we believe, like truly believe, not believe in our minds, but like truly believe in our hearts and our souls. We are hardwired to make those things true. So we will look for all of the evidence in the world to support the things that we believe to be true. We want to be right about what we believe more than we want to be happy. So in that way, belief is a superpower because when you can actually believe something that you want to be true, then you get to experience that thing in your life. And when you believe something that you don't want to be true, then you're going to experience having something that you don't want showing up in your life over and over again. Now, the issue with belief is that, well, the issue, we get into a problem with belief when one of two things happens. Number one, we're not even aware of what we believe because so many of our beliefs are on such a subconscious level and many of them were formed, 
you know, in childhood and they were formed from events and they were formed in ways that we were not even aware of. So to us, the thing that we believe is just as true as oxygen. Um, so we're not always aware of what that is, just like we're not always sitting around thinking about oxygen. I don't usually sit around thinking about oxygen, um, but obviously it is integral and I wouldn't be talking to you right now if I wasn't able to breathe. So it's that's a belief works, works the same way. So you might be believing things that you're not even aware of. So that's one problem. And then the second challenge with belief is when you believe something that you do not want to be true. So if you believe, for instance, that you are unlovable, that doesn't feel good. You wouldn't actively choose to believe that you're unlovable. But if you believe that, you're going to be really amazing at finding people and situations to validate that belief. Because again, we want to be right about what we believe more than we want to be happy. So I really challenge you, encourage you to just consider that everything that I'm saying right now could be true. Just consider the possibility that it's true. Consider the possibility that it could be true for you. Because once you start to consider that possibility, I promise you, it can change your life. Um, so I just encourage you to listen to what I'm going to say with an open heart and an open mind. And it's actually pretty basic, because if you think about it, there's a thing that we want in the world. And if you're single and you don't want to be single, you are looking for love, you're looking for connection, you're looking for partnership. I understand because I spent most of my life looking for those things and desperately wanting that. And so that's the thing that you want. And then there is the thing, then there's where you are right now, right? And where you are and how far that feels that feels from where you are might vary. It might feel like I'm getting closer. It might feel like that's a pipe dream. It's a million years away. Um, and it might feel like I have no idea. Um, or it might feel like you know, I, I can't wait. I think it's going to happen any moment. So it can feel different ways. So wherever you are and ever, however that gap is, big that gap is between where you are right now and where you want to be and what you want to have, that's where that suffering lies, right? So if the gap is really, really wide and it feels a million years away, then that's a lot of suffering. And if it's, if it's really small and you're like, yeah, this is about to happen any day, that's really no suffering, right? Because that's, that's where you can get into the place of it feeling really exciting. Um, and I talk to a lot of people and I know what it's like to have that gap feel like an ocean you know, like wide. I know what that feels like to feel like, oh my God, I'm never going to find love. I'm never going to have the relationship I want to have. No one's ever going to love me. I 100% know and remember what it feels like to be in that place. And I also know and remember what it feels like to be in the place where, oh, wow, this is possible for me. This is not only is it possible, like this is happening. I'm really excited. I can't wait to meet him. Um, and once I got to that place, that's when I met him. Um, happened really quickly once I got to that place. I mean, it took a lot of years <laughs> to get to that point, but um, but that was my work and that was my journey and that was something that I did. Um, most of that journey, I did that on my own and it was slow going. And I would really, you know, I really feel passionate about helping you shortcut that journey because it doesn't have to take you 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years of wanting love before you have it that can happen so much faster that, than you can even imagine. But again, it really comes back to belief. 
So it's incredibly hard to attract anything into your life that you don't believe is possible for you. And if you happen to do it, because sometimes we do get things that happen in our lives that are totally incongruous with what we believe. Um, and if, if, if you happen to do it, it will be very difficult for you to hold on to. And the example that I want to give here to illustrate this is that of lottery winners. So there is a lot of data out there about lottery winners and most lottery winners within five years, or actually might be three years, they have either lost all of their winnings and they're in the same financial position they were when they, when they won the lottery, before they won the lottery, or they're even deeper in debt. So they have even less money, right? And when we hear these stories, we hear these stories about lottery winners who lost it all. We hear these stories about entertainers who, you know, had, you know, tens or hundreds of millions of dollars and they lost it all. It's very easy for us to judge those people. Like, what is wrong with you? My God, if I ever had a hundred million dollars, you can bet I would never lose it. I would be rich. I'd be set for the rest of my life. So would my whole family and all my friends. And like, that's crazy to lose that kind of money, right? So it's very easy for us to judge that. But if you think about it, it makes sense. Because if you have had your whole life a belief that you are a broke person or you're a person who struggles with money or you're any negative money belief at all, right? Or you're a person who um, has to, uh, you know, you got to spend everything that you that you earn or that you have to buy things for other people in order to feel loved, whatever belief you have around money, if you have that belief, you're going to live that belief out whether you have $100 in the bank or whether you have $100 million in the bank. So you can spend every dime of any amount of money. And so if that's where the belief is, that's what's going to happen. And so the same thing happens. So you get a windfall of a lottery win, and it doesn't solve the underlying problem of this belief that this isn't really something that's for you. This isn't something that you're allowed to have or you're worthy of having or anything like that. So that's why they lose the money. And the same thing happens with love. If you truly don't believe that having a committed, loving relationship with a partner who respects you, who loves you, who sees your beauty, who wants to spend their lives with you, if you don't really believe that, then if someone came into your life, if someone happened to come into your life who truly, truly, truly was showing up that way, you would not be able to receive it. And you might for a little while, it might be really exciting, but then it's like, what's this person really want? Or suddenly you're picking fights, so you're bringing a different energy that can't sustain the the love that they're bringing to you. Like people tank relationships all the time just because they aren't able to receive that love. They're not able to have that open heartedness. They're not able to have that vulnerability. They're not able to give that in return. So it's not just about finding a perfect person. It's about being a person who believes that you are worthy of having the love to begin with. And luckily, we don't have to be perfect here. There is no perfection, but you do want to be aware of, okay, what do I really believe about love? What do I really believe about myself and what's possible for me to have? So there's a few things, I like different points I want to make about belief. So, because there could be a few different things going on here and questions that I want you to ask yourself. So first of all, you might have an issue just believing that what you want, the love that you want, the relationship that you want is possible for anyone. And this might be something, you know, say you have never really had um, any models of what a really healthy, committed, loving relationship looks like, you know, 
that's the case for a lot of people. If you've grown up only seeing people in relationships who are, you know, contemptuous of each other, disrespectful to each other, competitive with each other, who lie, who cheat, all sorts of things, then it's going to take more work for you to even believe that that is something that's possible. So you want to make sure that you ask yourself, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a, in a few minutes, like, and really sit with the answer and really find out, do I even believe that this is possible? So if you don't believe it's possible, that is your first, first, first order of business is to ask yourself the question, is to find role models, is to start to find people who have similar backgrounds to you and still found love, people who grew up in dysfunctional households and still manage to have really great relationships. You want to find those love mentors. You want to find those people who inspire you to see that it's even possible. Okay. So if you believe that it's possible in general, then that's a great place to start. Now, some people might then say, well, it may be possible for some people, but it's not possible for me. And then if that, if that's where you are, then this is your, this is your work. Your work is to believe that it is possible for you specifically. Now, there could be a number of reasons why you don't believe it's possible for you. Maybe because it's never happened up until now. Maybe because um, you think that your age or your ethnicity or your gender or your sexual orientation or your body type or your financial situation or your job or your geography or all sorts of things, fill in the blank. Um, I was just talking about this today with a client of mine this morning and she's a black woman there are so many statistics out there about how black women, you know, we're the least desirable when it comes to dating and we're the most ignored and overlooked online and all of this stuff. And those, those are realities. However, that is not your reality. That does not have to be your reality. I want people to know that that is true because I want, I want the, you know, all of the men out there to be like, oh, wow, all these people are discriminating against black women online. Hmm. Am I doing that? Wait, I didn't mean to do that. Yeah. You know what? I have been making an assumption that if she's black, then there's this, that, or the other, or we're not going to be compatible or blah, blah, blah. I don't want to be that kind of person. I want them to do their soul searching and to figure that out. But for you, I don't want you to internalize any of that story about why it's hard for someone your age or your color or with your body or whatever. Like I said, fill in the blank to find love. Okay. So again, if you need to find role models, if you need to find examples of people who have overcome those you know, limitations that other people try to put on you, then that's your work. Do that so you can start to see what is possible. Um, you, and, and once you do that, once you start to believe more and more, again, this is not about perfection, but it's about starting to really uncover and pay attention and do the work to strengthen your belief just a little bit. If you go from thinking, I think it's impossible for me to ever find love to being like, hmm, well, maybe it is possible. I don't know how that's going to happen, but maybe it's possible. That's progress. That is huge. That's a huge, huge, huge step. And if that's where you are right now, then that's amazing. And that is an amazing first step. So just know that every step that you get that's closer to that true, true, true belief, that's going to make your love journey a lot easier. It's going to make it shorter. Like there's really no downside to that. So again, having that belief that is possible for you. Okay. And I also think I personally believe that it's possible for everyone. And 
I would encourage you to really think that too. Now, obviously, this is theoretical. Not everybody has the capacity. Not everybody has the open-heartedness. Not everybody has the willingness. All of those things, like there are a lot of obstacles that are in the way of standing in the way of a lot of people and having love, but it's possible. Like if they were to clear those obstacles, if they were to do that work on themselves, then yes, I believe it's truly possible for everyone. I don't care how old you are, what you look like, or, you know, how much money you have or don't have or anything else. Um, okay. So I'm all about believing it's possible for everyone. And I would encourage you to cultivate that belief as well. Um, and then you might believe, so moving on here on this under, under this umbrella of belief, like in what might be standing between you and having the thing that you want, having the love that you want is this question of belief. So maybe you believe it's possible. You believe it's possible for you, but maybe the thing that you believe is possible for you doesn't exist. Maybe the thing that you believe is possible isn't possible because it's not realistic. It's not how life actually works. And when I say this, I mean this, um, you know, when we, when we talk about love in our culture and all of the messaging that we get around love, starting literally in the cradle, right? When you're being read fairy tales, um, it's all about fantasy. It's all about a perfect person. It's all about, you know, romance and fireworks. It's all about being swept off your feet. It's all about falling in love with the most beautiful and successful and all of these things, right? It's about having the prince or the princess, the most beautiful woman, the most handsome man. It's all about so much fantasy. And sometimes when you start to think about it and you start to really break down like, okay, what do I want in a partner? Okay, and why do I want that? Asking yourself why is huge because a lot of times it's just like, well, I don't know. I've always just thought I, that's what I wanted or I've always been told that's what love looks like or I've always assumed that that's what it would be like. But really moving past those superficial things because sometimes like I remember once um, I had a client and when we started working together, she was in her late 40s. She was a medical doctor and um, she lived in a small town, which was the same town that she had grown up in. And um, she'd never been married, no kids. And when we started working together, she said, well, I'm, I'm not open to dating any man who has children. And I said, okay, tell me why. Because again, I always wanna know the why. I don't judge anything on the quote unquote list, but I want you to make sure that you understand why you want that thing. And you need to make sure that the thing that you want is actually realistic or important. Um, so she said, you know, she wanted to explain that, well, she always had in her mind that she and her husband would have children together and they would be, it would be the first time that they were married. It would be the first time starting a family and that's what she wants. Right. And I said, okay, well, I have to, I had to give her some tough love and say, you have some, and she said, I'm old fashioned. That's what she kept on saying. I'm old fashioned and that's how I always thought it should be. And that's how I want it. And I had to explain to her you are not old fashioned. Your beliefs about what romance looks like may be old fashioned, um, but you are not old fashioned because you are, I don't remember if she was 47 or 48. I said, but you know, you're a 47 year old medical doctor. So right there, that's not old fashioned. <laughs> you're a woman and you're a medical doctor. That's not old fashioned. Okay. Because that's, you go back in the day, were there a lot of women doctors? Absolutely not. Okay. So you're not old fashioned because you're a doctor. You're not old fashioned because you're, you're 47 and you've never been married and you've never had children. 
So again, you're not old fashioned, okay? Back in the olden days, you were a grandmother at 47, okay? Maybe even a great grandmother. So you're not old fashioned. So it was like, I had to like point out to her all of these ways in which like, listen, men who are age appropriate for you are, are likely to have been married before or likely to have had children before. You're almost 50 years old. Like this is not, you're not, it's one thing to say, to be 20 and say, I want somebody who doesn't have kids to be almost 50 and say that is really putting a block between, between, um, you and, and what you want, but that's just, it's just a barrier of reality, right? So you need to make sure that the thing that you want is actually realistic. Um, and that it's important because sometimes it's not important. And if it's not really important, your brain might tell you it is, but your soul, your heart knows that it's not. And belief is something that resides at a subconscious level. Um, so you really need to know that like, you can talk yourself in or out of anything in your head, but you want to make sure that what you believe in your heart is actually, actually in alignment with what you want. Because if it's not, again, it's going to be really, really hard to, um, to have it. And another reason why you might have a belief issue in your search for love is that you might believe that if you get love, bad things will happen. So what do I mean by that? You might believe that love equals pain. You might believe that if you find love, then you risk pain and that might be too scary for you. You might believe that falling in love is just a precursor to being betrayed or having your heart broken or being lied to or cheated on or stolen from or any number of things. You might even, it might even not even be that deep. It might be a smaller thing like, I believe that if I find love, then I'm not going to have any free time to myself and I'm going to be resentful. I believe that if I'm going to be in a relationship, then I don't know. I don't want to share my space with someone like I like my house just the way it is. And I don't want somebody using my stuff. I mean, that might sound ridiculous to some of you, but I talk to a lot of people who have, they have like legitimate, like that's legitimately things that they worry about. They're like, I've been single for so long. I've been living on my own for so long. I don't know what it'd be like to share my life with someone and have to compromise and have somebody else's stuff all in my house, <laughs> right? I mean, it might sound silly to some people, but this is real. So you have to really examine these things, these like hidden fears. I don't care how, you know, quote unquote ridiculous they might sound because it's not ridiculous. If you truly believe in your heart that if I find love, that means that somebody is going to come into my life and they're going to take over and I'm going to lose my identity and I'm going to lose my autonomy. And if you believe that, then guess what? That's a huge, huge barrier. So I would really, really recommend like, sitting down and just brainstorming, just coming up with every, you know, quote unquote downside that you can find, that you can think of to, to finding the love that you're looking for. Like think of every downside. I, I don't care if it's like taxes are going to be complicated or I own a business and I don't know how to deal with that. Or, you know, my parents are going to be this, who knows, or all my best friends are single. That's honestly, I think that um, I see this a lot in some friend groups where it's like being single is part of the bond, right? And having dating struggles is part of the bond that you have with your friends. And for some people, that starts to become this unconscious thing of if I'm not single anymore, then I'm not going to 
I'm going to lose this relatability that I have with my friends. Or I'm going to not be included in all of these social gatherings anymore because I'll have a partner. Or, I mean, again, to some people who are listening to this, you might listen to this and think, like, that sounds completely ridiculous. But there are single people out there who, that's real. That's a real, real thing. So I don't care how much you want anything in life, anything that in life that you want, any beautiful thing, it comes with, you know, a quote unquote downside. Everything has challenges, right? If you want to be rich, if you get a billion dollars tomorrow, now you've got to figure out how to manage a billion dollars. And I'm not saying it's not a challenge worth rising to, (laughs) you know, and I do believe that love is a challenge. Relationship is a challenge worth rising to, but you want to make sure that you're aware of what those things are that you might subconsciously be fearing or resisting because if you're not aware of them, then they'll be blocking you subconsciously and you won't even know it. And you'll be going through all the motions and going on all the dates or trying to go on all the dates and thinking about it all the time and wondering why love hasn't found you. And it's really because there's part of you that's not actually allowing that to come into your life because you believe that something bad is going to happen if it does. So writing down all of those things and then, and just asking yourself, like, is this something that I want to believe or, okay, yeah, it might be hard. Yeah. I might risk pain. I, yes. To love is to risk pain, by the way, you can have love without risking pain because if you're really, even if your relationship works out and you are ecstatically happy and in love for the next 40 years, one day you're going to have to say goodbye. One day, one of you is going to die and that is going to be painful. So there is, so even in the best case scenario, there's still going to be a point where you're going to have that separation and you're going to have to find a way to cope with that. So understanding that the fear is not the problem The fear is just something to acknowledge like, wow, that's scary to me, but you know what? It's worth it. Yep. I risk getting hurt, but you know what? It's worth it. Yeah. I'm going to have to compromise and share my life and make time for someone else when I feel like I barely have time for myself, but you know what? It's worth it to figure that out. So understanding what those, whatever those beliefs might be around the quote unquote downsides to having the love you want, examine those. So life-changing if you start to do this work, I promise you. And then another really huge reason, and I'm saving the big one for last here, that people struggle with truly believing that they are worthy, I'm sorry, truly believe that love is possible for them and it's something that they're going to have is because they don't believe they're worthy of it. So, you know, there it is. (laughs) And worthiness, this is a question, this is a topic that I I just, I, I cannot state enough how much I don't want you to gloss over this question. Because usually whenever I say, I start talking about worthiness to someone new, they're always like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I totally believe I'm worthy. It's like, I'm like, oh, do you truly believe you're worthy of love? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a question that we answer from our minds. And it's a question that we answer with certainty most of the time. Of course I'm worthy. Why wouldn't I be? Hell yes, I'm worthy. Like, fuck that. Yeah, I'm worthy. Like that's an easy response to have. And what you will find is when you ask yourself a question, like, do I truly believe I'm worthy of having a committed, loving relationship that lasts for, you know, the rest of my life, 
you can't answer this question from your head. You cannot answer your question from your thinking. Our thoughts are not reality. Our thoughts are, there are so many things that we think that are so, that are such nonsense, that are so, that are outright lies, (laughs) that are insane fantasy. I mean, think about like, have you ever in your life, be honest with yourself right now, have you ever fantasized about doing something really, really, really terrible to another person? Like somebody betrayed you and you've got a whole revenge fantasy in your head about what you want to do to them to get back at them, right? Or someone made you angry and, you know, I mean, I know like I used to, <laughs> I realized that I had anger issues or issues due to driving and being like every time in traffic, I would have this like road rage and I would just wish that I had a tank and I could just like flatten their car, you know, like it's an overblown response to somebody just cutting in front of you without signaling. Um, (laughs) But like that's this is where our our minds go. Right. And that's and that's a pretty tame example of where our minds can go. So our thoughts are most of our thoughts are completely crazy. So we overvalue our thoughts. We, we give them too much weight because we think that they're true. We think they're reality, all this stuff, right? So even our logical thoughts, sometimes our quote unquote logical thoughts are not true. Okay. So the thoughts are, forget about thoughts. <laughs> so thoughts are, you know, a mixed bag. Sometimes they're beautiful. They're inspirational. They reaffirm something, but none of your thoughts have any true effect on you unless they trigger an emotional reaction. So the thought might be a total lie, but it's going to trigger a true response within you, right? So our emotions don't lie to us. Our thoughts do, our emotions don't lie to us. So when you're asking yourself a question like, do I truly believe I'm worthy? And you have to understand that this is a kind of question that these beliefs, these reside on a subconscious level. So when you're trying to answer a question about your subconscious, using your thinking conscious mind is not going to help you. So when you ask yourself a question like that, it is important to sit with it and to see what happens in your body because your body will speak to you. Now, a lot of people, and this is the next thing that I wanted to talk about, is about emotion. So we are conditioned from a very, very young age that any, you know, quote unquote, negative emotion is bad. If you're sad, if you're angry, if you're frustrated, that's bad, right? Don't cry, wipe your tears, put a smile on your face, don't be angry, do all the things, right? So we are conditioned from a very, very, very young age to understand that the that acceptable emotions are emotions that are more, you know, quote unquote, positive or pleasing, except for anger. Anger is the one thing that you're allowed to be, especially if you're a man, for a lot of men, um, actually that's the only emotion that they're really, that they're really encouraged or allowed to express without judgment, which is explains a lot about <laughs> the state of the world, um, run by men. So that's, that's a whole other discussion, but more generally we have been trained our whole lives to deal with, not to deal with uncomfortable emotions, but the thing about it for, from our body's perspective, an emotion, it's going to go somewhere. So you can either allow yourself to feel that uncomfortable emotion of fear or anger or shame or pain or whatever. You can allow yourself to experience it and it feels like shit, but emotions, they will pass. They will pass if you allow yourself to go through those emotions, right? 
if you ask yourself a question like, do I truly believe that I'm worthy of having the loving, committed relationship that I dream of, you ask yourself that question, something in your body might come up that doesn't feel good. And that is your body's way of telling you, that's your subconscious's way of telling you, no, that's, that's, no, that's incompatible. Nope, I don't believe that. There's, some, there's something amiss there. And I don't say that it's not a judgment, okay? Lord knows, I'm still working on deprogramming all of my negative beliefs. Every time I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm good. I'm so clear. I'm so this. And then something will come up just to keep me humble and remind me, like, this is, a, this is your work as a human, right? There's no finish line here. There's no perfection. So we keep going. We keep going by examining, right? And so when you ask yourself the question, you see what comes up in your body. And think about this. Think about every intense emotion you've ever experienced. The think about the time where you were the most joyful. Think about the time where you the, were the most sad. Think about the time where you were the most confident, right? Think about all these different times. The time you were most nervous. Think about all these different times, or not even the most. You were really nervous. Like, think about that. That you're not, it's not your brain just going like, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. It's your whole body is like, uh, stress, right? It's all working. It's all, it's all showing up in your body. Same thing when you're really joyful. It's not just your brain going, I'm joyful. I'm joyful. Yeah. I feel joyful. No, your whole body, like it changes your whole, um, body chemistry. Like you start, your brain starts releasing these hormones and your body responds, right? And you're smiling and you feel alive and you're excited and da da da. So, our bodies have so much information to convey to us. And when you're talking about these subconscious beliefs, using your body as a real tool to understand what you believe, that is the first step in changing those beliefs. So when you ask yourself that question about worthiness, do I truly believe I'm worthy of having the love that I'm looking for? And you wait and you see what comes up. Do you feel calm? Do you feel at ease? Do you feel joyful? Do you feel excited? Do you feel fearful? Do you feel something that you can't even put words to? But it's something, it's just a feeling in your stomach that you're like, I don't know if this is good, if this is bad, or maybe it's a tightness in your chest and you're like, okay, I know that's not good, right? Whatever, whatever it is, it doesn't, don't try to put a, um, don't try to put um, a label on it necessarily, you know, using your mind, but just ask like, does this feel good or does it feel bad? Is this a feeling that I want to have or is this a feeling that is not so great? And if it's a feeling that's not so great, it's important to let yourself feel it and not to judge it and to get curious about it. Huh, I wonder what that feeling is about. Wow, I want to believe that I'm truly worthy of this. And if I don't believe that, then what can I do? How how can I start to examine this? Because I want to believe it. Just stating that intention, having that desire is a huge, huge, huge first step. And asking yourself, well, if I did believe I was worthy of this, then what would I do? Asking, you know, I'm really a big fan of that when you're trying to take actions and you're working on on strengthening a belief, strengthening your belief in your worthiness. It's like, okay, if you did believe, if you did believe you were worthy, what would you do? Right? So having self-compassion is always a first step here. Not judging yourself for feeling how you feel. You are human. Being human is hard. (laughs) Dealing with emotions is hard. We have a lot of conditioning our whole lives that takes us further and further away from who we really are. And so we have to do the work to uncover all of these layers and to 
and to shed all of these false beliefs that love is not something that you get to have because it is something that you get to have. It's something that everyone gets to have and you are no exception to that. I don't care what anyone has told you to make you think that you're an exception to that rule. You are not. And I believe that 100%. I have worked with too many people to think anything different. I have seen people who have every conceivable situation and I have seen people who you might look at and say, they've got, you know, like they've got everything in the world going for them. They've got youth, they've got beauty, they've got success, they've got da 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 da. And I'm telling you inside, they've got some belief about themselves that is incompatible with what they want. And so they can't get what they want and they have this internal struggle. And I've had people, I've worked with people, I've known people who you look at them and you think like, oh, this person, oh, they've got this obstacle, they've got this challenge, they got da 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 da. And they've transcended all of that because they have done the work or sometimes some, you know, they just naturally have beliefs because sometimes some of our beliefs serve us. Okay. If we didn't have any beliefs that served us, our, our lives would, you wouldn't be sitting here listening to a podcast. Your life would not be a life that gave you that opportunity. So if there were, if you had nothing but negative belief about yourself, then you, you, your life would look very different. So it's not a matter of like an all or nothing thing. There's some people who have incredibly positive belief about themselves in one area and not so positive or incredibly negative beliefs about themselves in another area. And we see this all the time. There's some people, maybe their love lives are amazing, but their money situation is, is terrible and it's, they're stuck in a pattern of, and they don't know how to fix that pattern, right? Um, or vice versa. Or some people, you know, I think a lot of the people who listen to this podcast, and maybe you can relate to this, you know, you might be a professional, you might have um, an advanced degree, you might have a career that is, you know, very respectable or maybe even glamorous or people look at it and be like, oh, wow, look at you, you're really doing it, right? There might, and you might undervalue that because it's so ingrained, the belief that you can work hard and get a good job or that you can work hard and get a degree is so ingrained in you that you take it for granted. So we have beliefs that serve us. And I'm a very big fan of looking at the places in your life where you have a belief that serves you and really breaking that down and being like, okay, how can I apply that belief, that confidence, that belief in my worthiness in one area? How can I apply that to this area that I'm struggling with? So asking yourself that question, being curious about what's really going on, that is life-changing. When you can start to just get curious about what you feel and get curious about what you believe, and then you can start to detach some of that emotional weight to it, right? Even the thoughts that come to your head, when you have a negative thought that comes to your head, that's going to trigger a negative emotional response if you don't examine it. But if you say, huh, there's that damn thought again, what if that thought isn't true? Or where did that thought come from? Why have I been thinking that for the last 20 years? Who told me that? Where did I pick that up? Just being curious about it, just that alone is going to take away some of its emotional impact on you. So you believe it a little bit less every time you, you question it. So you do have the power to really rewire what it is that you believe and align what you believe with what you want so you can start to get the things in your life that you actually want. And I'm talking specifically about romantic relationships right now, but you can apply this to anything in your life. It's, it's really the same principle applies, right? The set of questions, the set of beliefs are gonna be different, but the same principle applies.
So I say this, I, I want you to always have compassion towards yourself. I've talked many times about self-compassion on the podcast. I have a whole self-love formula and I've done an episode on that. So feel free to check that out. And the self-love formula, um, you know, self-compassion is the first step. Self-compassion, self-worth, self-validation, self-care, and self-gratitude. Those are the five elements of self-love as I define it. And that's a formula that you can use. You can use that for your beliefs. You can start to like break it down. Okay, can I even have compassion towards myself that I believe that there's something I believe about myself that I don't want to believe? Can you even be compassionate towards yourself for having the belief in the first place, right? Okay, that's the first step. Then you can start to ask yourself, and okay, once you get to the compassionate place, like, okay, I'll give myself a break. I'm going to give myself a fucking break. I don't know where this belief came from, or I do know where it came from. And yeah, I did co-sign that belief on a subconscious level 30 years ago before I even understood what I was co-signing. And I, it doesn't serve me anymore. I'm ready to let it go. So that's self-compassion. And then you start to ask yourself, okay, do I believe I'm worthy? So sitting with that, you know, getting into your body, for those of you who might be listening to this, who... You don't have a lot of awareness of what you're feeling um, and your emotions are something that's hard for you to articulate or be in touch with. My advice to you is to start to get into your body to sit with it. For some, um, for some people doing a physical practice like yoga, doing something like breath work, meditation, um, guided meditations are really helpful for you if you're starting out with all of this and you know, you don't really have the tools because meditation is a skill and it takes time to, you know, to work on that. But, you know, a guided, guided meditations are a good way to start. Um, if you, uh, have the opportunity to go to a sound bath, you know, I am a sound healing practitioner. I facilitate sound healing and look, look that up and look into that in your area, because for some people having, um, that sound healing experience is really great because you could get, it gets you out of your brain. It's amazing. <laughs> That's why I love it so much because you're just not thinking, you're, you're just feeling. And um, for so for some people, that's a way to access. So, you know, if you are a person who knows that you don't have a, like a really clear channel from your emotions to your brain and you don't really know how to articulate that, then that's that's totally fine. It's a skill that you can develop. And if you're somebody who does have, you are really in touch with your emotions and you don't have any trouble tapping into what you feel, then that's great too, that you're in that place already. And so use that, use that intentionally, use that to check in, use that to, as, you know, that's really your superpower to like, use that to start to shape what you're feeling, allowing yourself to sit with those uncomfortable emotions and let yourself ride that wave so it can pass, so it can move on, so it doesn't get stuck in your body. Because that's what happens with our emotions. If we don't express them, we don't deal with them, they will get stuck in our bodies and show up as all sorts of, you know, disease, right? So it's going to show up as stress. It's going to show up as tight muscles and it can show up as something a lot worse. And every medical professional can tell you that stress is a huge factor in disease. So it's really, really important to understand that we have the tools within us to cope with this. You can feel something uncomfortable. It's not going to take you over. If you, um, I also recommend, I did an episode um, with Jesse May Wolf of Heart Rise Meditation. That was a couple of episodes ago. I recommend checking that out because she developed a meditation system that's all about getting in touch with what she calls your heart wisdom and accessing that energy and that um 
you know, that connection to your body. She gave some really good tips on that episode. So there's lots of different ways, lots of different modalities to get within your body and to start to get in touch with what you, with what you're feeling. Um, and I really recommend whatever works for you to get there. It's so worth it. It's so worth the journey. And this is a long episode. (laughs) I've been talking a long time, so I'm going to wrap this up right now. But, um, I know this was a bit of a ramble sometimes, but I do feel very passionate about this and I'm sorry because I'm talking off the top of my head. Um, So I'm hoping that it all comes out coherently. (laughs) Um, But I feel very passionate about this because I don't want you to waste your time. I don't want you to waste your life hoping and wishing for something that you actually do have the ability to have um, and you just haven't tapped into what's really believe what you really believe and what's stopping you and you haven't done this started doing this work yet um and I just that's just tragic because you can have it yeah there's a little bit of work that needs to be done and some of that's going to be uncomfortable but you can you can withstand uncomfortable things you've done it before you've done it before you're a human you've gotten through hard times you've dealt with pain you've dealt with discomfort you've dealt with fear and you survived and you will continue to survive and when you start to feel those emotions again, it's okay. You can get through them. You will get through them, okay? There is no being human without experiencing uncomfortable emotions. It, we don't, that's just not how it works. We don't get that on this planet. So understanding that you have that resilience and you have that ability to keep moving forward and to get wiser and to get stronger and to do all those things and also be open-hearted and also be vulnerable and also be compassionate towards yourself and other people and accepting of yourself and other people. The more that you can get there, the more life-changing that is for you, not only in terms of your own happiness and your own fulfillment, but in terms of attracting a really amazing partner who is at that same wavelength, right? Because we're talking about healthy relationships here. We're talking about healthy love. We're talking about real connection and not in a dysfunctional way, but in a true, authentic, heart-to-heart way. So that's all I have for you today. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. And for those of you who have reviewed the show, first of all, thank you so much. Like taking the time to write a review is is a big deal and I really really appreciate you those of you who have rated the show thank you so much and if you haven't even if you don't want to write a whole review it's really easy to click five stars so you can do it right there and whatever app you're listening to this show from right now so I encourage you to do that would mean so much to me so thank you for rating thank you for reviewing you can stay in touch with me I am at dear Franny on all social media Instagram Facebook Twitter all the places and I am at dear Franny podcast on Instagram and Facebook so please stay in touch I love to hear from you guys and please let me know what you are enjoying what you want to hear more of what you want to hear less of um I, the show is for you. So I I care about your, what you think about it. So thank you so much for listening wherever you are in the world. I do not take for granted that your time is precious and I thank you for spending some of it with me today. Okay. Till next time.